Hello and welcome to the Eastman's Predator Pros podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Nimnick. I'm back on the mic with you. It's a hot one, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting here in the AC. I'm actually drinking a beer. It's a Friday afternoon. I've been out in the heat all week, um, but uh, here we are. We're talking about killing coyotes. I got my good buddy, Kyle Bentley. You know, started off as a client of mine, came out to my school uh, four, five, six years ago. Um, then kind of got in, uh, you know, I do a few very, very select few guided coyote hunts, working with some outfitters in the area. Um, he got in, you know, came out on a couple of those. And now, you know, it's kind of an annual thing. Now, um, we get together for two or three hunts a year. This, this past season was pretty phenomenal. I think we killed 49 coyotes in seven days of hunting, uh, when he was out with me. So, um, lots of stories to share, you know, Kyle, Kyle started off probably like a lot of you listening, just hadn't had a lot of time to do it himself. Um, had very limited success, um, you know, was lucky enough to come out and spend some time with me and just, uh, you know, really rich coyote country and got to see a lot of cool things and got, uh, you know, to really peak that learning curve quick. And, uh, you know, now he's like a, just a trained killer out there now whacking coyotes. So it's going to be fun kind of, you know, reminiscing about some of the stories. We killed 35 coyotes in three days. Um, on a, a late October hunt last year, which was just a phenomenal record-breaking hunt, I guess, if you're keeping track of records. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about that hunt, just kind of the, some of the stuff that he's picked up hunting with me a lot, maybe some of the stuff that I just take for granted that I just do that he's kind of thinking, wow, you know, I never really thought of that. And and stuff, obviously, hopefully that you can learn from and and uh, put to use when when you're out there in the field. So should be a good one. Um, you know, want to thank you guys for continuing to listen. You know, it is dead of the summer, but, you know, the numbers, the listens, the downloads are continuing just to go up and up. So can't thank you guys enough for making this the number one predating podcast out there. I love all the reviews. You know, I think we're, you know, 400, almost 400 five-star reviews on Spotify, which is crazy good. Um, iTunes, it's about the same. So yeah, love your feedback, you know, you know, plug it, you know, put it, uh, put a review on, on any of those platforms, um, you know, share it on Instagram. If you're, uh, if you're listening to it in the truck, going on a family road trip this summer, you know, just killing some time, you know, Hey, tag me in that. I mean, I'll share it. You know, I don't put out a whole lot of content this time of year because I'm not killing coyotes. And I know that's all the people really care about. Uh, they don't really care about my baseball stories, you know, which kind of hurts my feelings, but there's a select few out there that like baseball too, but I know everybody just, uh, they just want to see coyote killing stuff, but I'm not killing coyotes right now. So I don't have much to share, but Hey, if you, uh, you're listening share it on there i'll share it on mine maybe give you some extra love on your your instagram page um and and also too you know if you guys want information about uh, my coyote schools i'll be launching coyote dates for coyote schools coming up here in august for this upcoming fall and winter so um if you want in on one of those classes i can tell you you better jump onto my website which is coyotecraze.com uh there'll be a newsletter section on there you can subscribe to that newsletter now once those dates come out um, everybody on that newsletter will get notified first. At that point, all those dates are first come first serve. Last year, they filled up in eight hours. So, um, if you want to try to make it out here to Nebraska for a coyote school this, this winter, probably the, the best chance you have is to get on that newsletter list. And once you, once you see that email come through on your phone, don't delay, uh, jump on a spot. I'm going to try to expand it to a few more classes this year. Um, you know, and we'll see what we can get done, but before we jump into this podcast with Kyla, hey, I need to thank uh, the sponsors of this podcast, this particular podcast, which are Hornady and Lucky Duck Predator Calls. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't shoot in the summer. I hate to say it, you know. Um, I haven't shot my my gun since 
you know, the middle of March when I was on my last coyote stand of the season. Um, so now what am I going on like four months without even shooting a gun, which is pretty bad. I wish I had more time to go out and shoot. I'll probably break out the, the AR here, you know, towards the end of September. Um, I still got uh, some, some Hornady ammo stashed away. Some of those 53 grains I'm ready, uh, probably work on, you know, getting a new stash here from them here soon. So I can uh, be stocked up for the fall, but, um, you know, hopefully you can find ammo now. I think you can, uh, I, I have been looking around. I've been traveling with baseball for the last couple months and, and stopped it some shields and some Cabela's and stuff like that. And it seems like the ammo's pretty readily available now. So hopefully you can find those 53 grain V maxes, especially if you're shooting a 223. Um, I, like I, I mentioned a hundred times before in this podcast, you, you, it just can't beat them. If you're shooting an AR platform, and I really don't care what twist you're shooting. A lot of people get wrapped up in the twist. I, you know, the Daniel Defense that I shoot is a one and seven twist, and those 53 grains shoot keyholes like sub, like almost sub quarter inch groups at 100 yards with that gun. Um, you know, whether yours is a one and eight, you know, you might be a 16 inch barrel, mine's an 18 inch barrel. So there's a lot of, you know, variables involved there. But go buy a box, see if you can get them to shoot in your gun, because if you can shoot them, you're going to love them. You know, the terminal ballistics, like I've always talked about, just buy a bar none, the best 22 cal bullet I've ever shot coyotes with. So um, hopefully you can find some, pick you up some. You can go to Hornady.com. You can get the, the specs on all of those, ballistic coefficient, drop charts, all that kind of stuff. If you want to look at what other cool stuff they have, range bags, anything like that, like I said, go to their their website, which is Hornady.com, and you can get all the info you need on those 53-grain VMAX. Lucky Duck. Man, they've been around for a long time now. Big sponsor of mine. You can go over to luckyduck.com. They actually just had a sale. Um, they might still be going. It, it might have ended at Father's Day. I can't remember. I, it's like I said, it's hard for me to keep track of this stuff. But they had they had e-calls on sale, 20%, 30% off here earlier this summer. Um, I think the Roughnecks, um, maybe even some of the Revolts at some point. But, you know, if you're interested in, in looking at a new e-call, jump over there to their website. Um, they should have everything in stock now. The Predator Seats. Um, those actually sold out pretty quick last year. Uh, they didn't get it uh, shipping until late. So I think you can still pick those up. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly we had, we had some meetings last winter about some new products that you know, myself and Rick Pellett, uh, would like to see, you know, come out. So I don't know exactly, you know, when some of this stuff's going to be hitting the market, but you know, stay tuned, um, you know, looking on their website, if you're not subscribed to their newsletter, uh, when they release new products, you can get that, but Kind of some cool stuff we've been working on, um, that stuff that I specifically would use, you know, so why not? Let's put the, the Lucky Duck name on it and, and uh, you know, sell it to all you guys kind of a deal. So, um, you know, if you're in a market for Lucky Duck e-call, go over to their website. You can check it out. You can look at new sounds. Um, you know, if you need a lithium at, a battery pack for, for your older call, um, like I said, pick up a Predator seat, whatever it takes. Head on over there. It's time to start thinking about it just a little bit, especially if you're a, a seasonal coyote hunter like myself. It's still a little early, but I'm starting to get the itch. Once I get this baseball stuff done here in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be on. I'm going to spend a, a month and a half just thinking about nothing but killing coyotes as I prep for uh, you know that first hunt in October. So, um, if you're in the if you're uh, you know looking for a new e-call, getting ready for this season, want to upgrade. Um, shoot me an email too. If you got any questions about any of the lucky duck line of e-calls, maybe, you know, do you think you need to spend this amount of money? Can I get away with spending this amount of money? Is it worth, send me a message, shoot me up on Instagram, shoot me an email, which is on my website. Ask me what you need to, I can fill you in on what I think, uh, you know, would be the best bet for you 
um, and uh, you'll be set up ready to kill some coyotes. So check out Lucky Duck Predator Calls. You can go over to luckyduck.com. Well, Kyle, it's great to finally have you on the podcast, buddy. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You know, we've talked about this. We spent a little windshield time together over the last uh, few winters. We've always talked about getting together on this uh, this podcast, so I'm glad we could finally make it work. It's like dead of the middle of the summer. It's like 100 degrees out, but here we are sitting in the AC yeah. talking about <laughs> killing coyotes. Yeah, so I got a sunburn at the lake yesterday and, and uh, went did a trip around the mountain today, and I was looking for dogs all day, even though I wasn't really uh, – it's not really seasoned, but – it's always on my mind, but it's nice to kind of re- reminisce about the, the good days during the winter, for sure. Oh, heck yeah. Well, that's all I do all summer, right? I, I walk behind a lawnmower, and all I do is just think about the past, think about the future, you know, watch all these other guys on Instagram that are out killing coyotes all summer with their decoy dogs and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just counting down yeah. the days. Yeah. Yep. Come on, October. <laughs> You know, I, I thought it'd be cool, you know, as we've always talked about, I always thought it'd be cool to get you on the podcast, you know, you know, coyote hunting was something that was fairly new to you, you know, when you were introduced to me, um, you know, you'd given it a shot a little bit, you'd tried it, um, and then you got to come out and experience some things with me, and I thought, you know what, you're kind of probably in the same boat, there's probably a lot of the listeners out there, you know, that kind of try to do it yourself a little bit, maybe you weren't in the best part of the country to kill coyotes, obviously if you're from Utah, we'll get into that in a little bit um but you know so i thought you know what i think there's some some, we have some cool stories obviously of some of our hunts together um but then i think there's just uh i'm curious to get your perspective on just the stuff that you've learned um you know over our course of the you know two or three four years hunting with me and and the different stuff that we've experienced so should be should be fun oh yeah we got a lot to cover So, so fill me in on, you know, I kind of understand your background a little bit, you know, when it comes to hunting coyotes, but kind of fill me in on kind of when you kind of got the itch to start chasing coyotes and kind of how things started off for you when it came to that. Yeah, I've I've always hunted and fished and been in the outdoors, you know, so coyotes are kind of an integral part of all that as you grow up and you see them as you're road hunting or, you know, going down the road, just our part of the world has, has quite a few really. And, um, you know, you kind of get into it and you know it's probably back in the day when kind of everybody 2008 2009 it started blowing up a lot and it just got popular and um you know just a easy easy thing for us to get out of our little hometown and go out and do that for a weekend and so we started messing around with it i started with hand calls you know and I, i'm terrible at that and found that out real fast <laughs> you know and that's it's a lot of work you can't really you can't really do everything you want to do with a hand call in my opinion you need a couple people so i, yeah. I was solo hunting most of the time and uh just go out and try it and most i mean until I met you, I, I killed all my dogs on the road. I, I never called. I still, to this day, I haven't called a dog in, but I haven't been out really either. It's, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm a lot busier than I used to be back then. But um, the uh, um, back then, it was just it was just kind of picking up steam in the in the, in the industry, you know. So I, I got into it and got a lot of lot of hunting ground out here. The you know high quality elk and deer ground, which holds a lot of dogs too. So they're there they're just uh like you said I'm, it's not the best part of the world to be hunting dogs either so what what was the frustration level like i mean you you talked i mean how many when you would start going out i mean you're talking you'd go out maybe just for a morning make three or four stands were you hitting it hard yeah. all day kind of like we do now or no no yeah i'd get discouraged by noon for sure you know or have have plans in the evening or something but we uh and i talked to my buddies that were killing dogs once in a while and you know the the, the norm around here is 25 stands and one dog so you got to make <laughs> you know 15 yeah, to 20 yeah. stands to find a dog and i mean i we, we make 15 to 20 stands a day and that's a kick-ass day um 
over here it's 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 almost impossible and I never was making that many stands so um you just it's been you know one of the things that I learned with you that, that probably I was doing the most wrong was I spent too much time just trying to find the perfect stand you know and I so I drive and I probably pass dogs and give up on give up a little bit easy you know but yeah yeah um so that was that was it I mean the man was just never seen dogs you know so and I knew yeah, they're there right you can see their tracks in the snow and you, you can they're around but you just they never answer a call or come in you know. so you're talking primarily Utah right is what kind yeah, of where you yep, started yep you know I'm sure there's lots of Utah guys listen to this you know and Utah is a unique situation. For those that don't know about Utah, they've had this this fifty dollar coyote bounty. I don't know. How, I mean, it's been at least long, ten years, wow. hasn't it? Probably. Yep, I bet so. Pretty close. You know, so it's a longer. year. It's a year round fifty dollar bounty for coyotes. So, you know, when you put that in place, you get everybody out there, everybody. right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I've heard some. <laughs> I, you know, I know a lot of guys from Utah and just from doing shows and things like that, running into these guys and you hear some wild stories about, about guys setting e-calls on the hood of their truck and just driving slow down the road with the e-call just blaring. I mean, just really? not, not even having a clue how yeah. to kill coyotes, but you know, they're thinking, Oh, this is going to be easy. I'm going to go make 50 bucks. So there's our problem, right? We have yeah, yeah. more and more guys that don't know what they're doing yeah. out trying to hunt these coyotes. And as you and I both know, once you, once you start hunting them and putting pressure on these coyotes, you know, they get smart pretty dang quick, you know, real quick. One, one stand and they're, they're smart. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah. Utah, I, I've never been a big fan of that, that program. I, you know, if you know anything about coyotes to me, if you're worried about depredation of mule deer, which is obviously mule deer and elk is huge in, in Utah. Um, and that's what the program's in place for to help, you know, curb the, the fawn predation in the spring. It never made much sense to me to dump, millions of dollars into this this bounty program a year round when it doesn't really matter if you're killing coyotes in the fall right that does nothing to yeah. do with yeah. fawn predation you know why not take that money and put it into aerial gunning you know in april yeah. and you yeah. can go thin out a bunch of coyotes there relieve the pressure off the fawns until they're big enough and then you know then you'd still have some decent coyote hunting but yeah i don't know yeah yeah i agree we've talked about it a couple times and it's it's kind of it's it makes the dog hunting challenging um, some politicians mind somewhere it made some sense. So <laughs> it's just been still going. I think the funny thing is, you know, I don't know so much anymore. I know there was a guy that got busted way back in the day, but a lot of guys when this first started were going to Wyoming and to Nevada, yeah. shooting a bunch of coyotes, bringing them back, cashing in the bounty. Yeah. One guy that I know specifically finally got busted doing that. And I don't know if he's in prison still or how much fines he had to pay, but I think they cracked down a little bit on that, you know, but it seems like yeah, the thermal get... game now is, like anybody talk to Utah that's killing a, a decent amount of coyotes is, is doing it, you know, a thermal now. Thermal. Yep. Yeah. That's about the only way these, I mean, you, you ain't, you ain't getting no dog to look at a jackrabbit or cotton tail call out here. And, and they're, most of the guys are doing thermal. I don't even know if a lot of them are even calling them anymore with the thermals. They're just cruising, like, you know, kind of oh, yeah. scanning and yeah, finding them in the field or something. Yeah. So yeah, there's, that's the guys that are killing the most right now. Definitely the thermal guys over here. Well, hell you can get that thermal paid for in a winter right you know 50 bucks coyote you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dogs so some of those, depends on which one i guess yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> you said your first coyote was ro so walk me through i always ask all my guests about their first first coyote they ever killed you still yeah. remember that sucker yeah 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 it was i was actually in the book class I, I had a spike elk tag and i looked across this wash it was uh he's out in uh, bitter creek actually 
and uh, looked across watching his dog standing on the hill just looking at it. it must have been a pup it just stood there i got out of the truck and shot it with my 204 i think and uh me and my little boy he was tight and you know it's been with yeah. me he's probably four we took off at you know to go get it. i had to go get it it's my first one you know 100 <laughs> yards across the wash <laughs> the, the damn wash was 20 feet deep and the brush is 20 feet tall we couldn't hardly get to it and i by the time I got back, I had scratches and I tore my clothes and it, it wasn't worth it, but, but I got it. Yeah. It, hey, it was all to get a picture up. of your very first coyote. Did you, did you yeah. bounty it? No, no. It was, that might've been pre-bounty even. That was probably uh you know, Titan 17 now. So 13 oh, so years ago. So yeah. Did not. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff we do sometimes yeah. to recover yeah. a coyote. Yeah. I've done some <laughs> dumb stuff for sure. <laughs> I, I remember one time, uh, Dustin Patterson and I were hunting the worlds when it was in Utah. I don't know what year that was. It's a handful of years back, but anyway, we, uh, we were like, you know, let's just go kill some coyotes in Utah for the fun of it. We had a day to kill in between, you know, scout. And then when the contest started, so we went to the, I, I don't know if it was Walmart or home Depot. And we bought a big pair of pruning shears because at the time you had to turn in their lower jaw and then you yeah. had to scalp their head with their ears attached. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we went and bought a thing of pruning shear. We actually did kill three coyotes one morning way out towards the Nevada border, kind of out in the salt flat. I don't even know what they call it, but, but so I remember taking those things, you know, and scalping them and then taking those shears and cutting the bottom jaw off. And we had some Ziploc bags. Well, we did so terrible in the worlds. I think we only killed four coyotes. We didn't even go back to check in because the guy said, Hey, the, the DNR guy is going to be here collecting bounty coyotes you know so we had 150 dollars worth of bounty coyotes that we never even <laughs> turned in we had them all and look like a bunch of yeah. psychos with the uh yeah. you know, little ziploc bags with the jaw and scalp of yeah. a coyote in there you know yeah but, yeah uh... <laughs> yeah utah's challenging for sure it's it's not uh prime learning coyote hunting area you know it's, it's hard on a new guy for sure yeah yeah well good thing you have nebraska to come to in yeah, south dakota exactly. you know yep. And all this virgin coyote country, as everybody likes to call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could screw up stands there just as well as I could screw them up here. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so so when you first started coming out here, you'd never call, you'd never killed a called in coyote. Never, right? nope. no, no. Nope. What was your? Do you remember the first coyote we call, ever called in and killed? I'd have been in the in the class. I don't. Oh, in the I class, don't know. That was the first time you were out was for the class. Yeah, and I don't know if I um. I don't know if I actually got one during the class. I, I might have. Damn. I know I backed uh, the one guy up, and we we got. I def, yeah, I think I definitely got one at least there. That yeah, was probably yeah. probably yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was unique, you know. So I offered this class, and you came out initially for it. You know, don't be jumping on my. If you're listening to this, and you, we're going to be talking about guided hunts because obviously Kyle's came out on some of these guided hunts over the past couple of years. It's something I don't. It's like very unique kind of deal. I work closely with a couple outfitters so unfortunately i don't you know i'm not like my buddy colton over there at wyoming predator hunts or something that does this full time it's very you know select few hunts you know and uh luckily kyle's been in on these and and uh, so don't come tearing down my door on on emails looking for for guided hunts because it's unfortunate it's not something i do but um you know the first the first hunt guided hunt you came out on we we're in the sand hills nebraska um you know, was that your first time ever in the Sandhills, that Sandhill yeah, country? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if I've ever even been to Nebraska, except like maybe the tip of it, you know, on I-80 once or twice, but yeah. on accident. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't do it much justice. If you've ever driven mm -hmm. on I-80 down Nebraska, you haven't seen, you've yeah. probably seen some parts of Nebraska you never thought were even 
you know nebraska yeah it was like <laughs> wyoming or kansas yeah 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 <laughs> what what were you i'm curious to know what your expectations were kind of on those first hunts that that you ever came out because let's back up a little bit too because you've been on a lot of guided hunts all over the world i mean all over north america big game stuff you know you've been on a lot of different things and finally you decided what i mean i this this coyotes shit kind of has me bugged up man i'm gonna go kill me some coyotes yeah i kind of just wanted to finally get some under my belt you know i've been to Greenland, to Canada a whole bunch of times, Alaska, you know, all over the Western United States hunting big game. And, um, you know, you, you kind of know what to expect there. You know, most of those are fairly grueling, depending on what what species you're hunting. You know, there's some gentleman's hunt where it's easy, but, um, I, you know, when we, we coyote hunt, it's kind of, we're kind of just blowing a morning and goofing off, you know, back in the day, you know. And so I figured it'd be a version of that. But um, also I just, I didn't, I didn't, expect the, the sheer vastness of nebraska i mean it's huge really and there's so much expansiveness and, and those ranches are giant and stuff so oh, yeah the, ter- the terrain and everything i i mean i was just from from like from dark to like the sun rising and finally getting to see where we was at and what we was doing and you know i was way <laughs> off you know i was i was i was thinking sage sagebrush and uh you know there's a lot of sagebrush up there but i was thinking you know sagebrush and um and stuff like i'm normal using you know, cedar trees and stuff and you know, a dog, you know, every, you know, maybe, maybe one or two in the morning, you know, if he's lucky and stuff, but then, you know, we got going and I mean, we was on dogs. I think, I think that first morning might've been with the whole family that on our first like real guided hunt. Yep. And, and we blew a dog out on the way to into that first stand. It was, it was laying in where it was going. And so I was yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we might've even seen some on the, out in the, <laughs> out in the valleys, you know, I was like, there are freaking dogs everywhere, you know? <laughs> it always gets you excited when you start yeah. seeing a coyotes. Yeah, it is frustrating so. when you bump them walking in there. You know, well, you know, I've talked about that. You know, you talked about it, these vast ranches, right? And I mean, it's space is space, right? Like you're talking yeah. millions of acres of public land in Utah, Wyoming. I'm talking about a, a 10 or 20 or 30 or 40,000 acre cattle ranch in, in Nebraska yeah. or South Dakota. So it's it, it's all big areas, right? So it's it's kind of like, you know, you don't always know. Yeah. That's the challenge of it, right? Like you said, when you used to hunt Utah, you would drive around and you would look for like the most pristine, perfect looking stand. Yeah. And you'd pass up a lot of stuff probably where there could have been coyotes, you know? And yeah. now here it's like, yeah, I mean, this all looks the same. Do we go there? Do we go there? Do we go there? I yeah. mean, we could go to 50 yeah. different spots. How do you pick? Right. Yeah. 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 The, the one thing that stuck in my mind, you said one day is, is this, I think it might've been during the class, but as you're breaking it down, you know, they, they first hear us, right. That's what the call is for. Yep. And then they, and then they, they want to see us. Right. And then, yep. and then they try smelling us. So the, my, my biggest flaw I probably ever did when I was hunting outside of the wind was, was I just try to get a big open stand and where I could see from 500 yards and right. And it's when you get those stories of them checking up yeah, 500,000 yeah. yards out. Right? Yep. And that, that, yep. made, that one stuck in my head where it's like, well, if they can't see me, they're going to pop their head over a hill, 150 yards away to, to come see what we are before they try to wind us. You know? Yeah. So yeah. We see that, that a lot. Stuck in my head a lot. I- yeah. You know, especially in that rough rolling sandhill country, you know, it's like, yeah, we could set up on this big open meadow or this big valley, but you know, that's we do just, sometimes, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. we've probably killed yeah. way more coyotes than that choppy stuff where it's like your head better be on a swivel because yeah, it's fast. <laughs> you know, it's exciting I, that way too. Yeah, I do. I like it. Yeah. I kind of like that close quarter stuff, even in big country. Yeah. You know, you can make it close quarters. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's yeah. cool. Now the that first hunt. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to remember back, we were, 
that was what December, I'm thinking December, yeah, was, probably right after. December, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, pretty pretty good. I don't know how many coyotes we killed that that trip. It was a couple two three days. I don't think we put a huge number. No, in. We it was, saw it, lots of coyotes. It was in the, yeah, it was in the teens. I think was all you know uh, between the two days. I think it's two days up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we seen a lot. It was just uh, kept bumping a bunch. Just kind of luck of the draw, and um, we seen a bunch just traveling and stuff, and road dogs and stuff like that. But heck yeah! Now, now, just this last fall, we we had this hunt, and this is what we're going to talk about a lot because this is I don't I don't really keep track of records. I mean, I do, but I mean, this was like a hunt for the record books, you know? So, so you wanted to come out on a, I call it more of an, for me, it's early season coyote stuff, which is kind of the end of October. That's usually when I get going, um, you know, so working with one of my outfitters, he had set up some new ranch country that I'd never been to before. You'd never been to it before. He said, oh, you know, it's a, it's a great combination of ag and pasture country, cattle country, which to me is the best type of coyote country there is. Cause you get both, you know, you get the ag, which increases all the the food sources right which means the carrying capacity is higher to hold more coyotes you get the pasture country where you can cover more ground and get a little more access to ground um i mean they had it all i mean little creek bottoms um yeah. fields sand hills everything sand hills just kind of pasture country um man we called a lot of different types of train in those yeah. three days that's the first you, time that, that we've called out of the corn. We called into a cornfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still yeah, early yeah. enough. The corn hadn't yeah. been cut, which is cover, right? I mean, that's what I'm always yeah. looking for. I'm like, where's the cover at? Where could the coyotes be laid up at? Yeah, we were calling coyotes out of the, out of the standing corn. Um, yeah, you know, and it was one of those things. I really didn't know what to expect because I thought, you know what? This is new country. I mean, these guys, you know, the, the crazy thing about these outfitters, and we're talking big game outfitters, most of them don't know anything about coyote hunting, right? They see them they could care less about a coyote. They don't ever shoot at them because they don't want to spook their deer or their elk or their antelope, you know? So I don't always know exactly what to, what to take when they start telling me, Oh, it's loaded with coyotes or oh, I've seen some. Does that mean they're just seeing a few here yeah. and there? You know, you never know. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but they did tell me that, Oh, you know, we've been seeing quite a few coyotes. So I didn't really know what to, and sometimes that early season stuff isn't always great out here. Uh, you know, that late October, because the weather's still pretty nice. Yeah. And in our country, when you're talking about calling in areas where you have the ag, where you have the pasture country, where you have the water, there's still a, a tremendous amount of food sources for the coyotes that time of year, right? There's yeah. still grasshoppers. There's still the frogs and toads and yeah. snakes. And then there's all the normal stuff, the Not rabbits really. and the birds and rodents yeah. are out. The ground isn't froze so that coyotes can, you know, you've been out in the Sandhill country and there's all those pockets of yeah. little mounds where the i don't know if they're little gophers or what they are and those coyotes can yeah. sit in one little valley and dig all afternoon and probably eat a dozen you know gophers yeah not have to expend very much energy so you never know what you're going to get and sometimes the pups they don't know the difference right they haven't really been yeah. stressed yet with cold weather yeah. so they don't always come bombing in so you never know what to expect early season but i'll tell you we hit her. Yeah. <laughs> I would say we hit it just about right. That, that started three days, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and I always talk about this too when we're filming, you know, we're planning these trips way ahead of time. So, you know, we're pretty much stuck, right, with what the weather's going to do. You know, yeah. I mean, when you're booking a hunt, we, we do this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, here here's our three days. Let's make the best of it. You know, it may be super windy one day, maybe not, you know, you just never know. And yeah. For the most part, I think we hit it pretty good for end of October. Yeah. It got windy there one one or two one of the day. days in the middle part of the day. Most of the, uh, most of the hunt that we spent in our t-shirts for sure, though. It yeah, was, yeah, it was, it was like nice. 70, yeah. 70 degrees. Yeah. 
Um, I remember it was warm enough that the pile of coyotes did not smell <laughs> <laughs> smell too great by the end of the end of the day yeah, each no, day. You know, when you got uh, that many piled up in the truck. Yeah, glad he didn't live in your truck for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, that first day, you know, we had a little bit of intel from from the farmer and ranchers we were working with, kind of, you know, and that's what I do. You know, I've never stepped foot on a place, so obviously I'm using Onyx. You know, I'm on there kind of looking to where we can get access to kind of zooming in a little bit to see what the train looks like to say, okay, this looks like some cover. What kind of access can we get into there? Um, yeah. Where the field's at? Then I'm taking that on top of the intel that the farmer rancher gives me and says, oh, you know, there's usually coyotes that, that are hanging out down over here, over there, and kind of mixing that all together and then come up with a game plan and saying, okay, let's work our way into this pasture. We can get two or three stands and make a loop around. We got the wind in a great position. Um, and then we'll kind of shoot over to here. You know, that's kind of what we did all day, right? I mean, we were just yeah, little yeah. pockets of ground that we thought, okay, let's try it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that very first stand we set up on an ag field with with round bells still in it. And um, we started, kind of set the tone of the hunt. With, I think we called five dogs in on the first stand. <laughs> yeah, what we did, didn't know, and this, <laughs> you know, and the mistake we made that one, right? So it's you got to visualize a play. We've never made this stand before. We pulled in there in the dark. And I thought that that from the way that the hill laid that my truck was hidden member behind that little hill. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, OK, I knew I wanted to get out to this 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 field because there was a standing cornfield off to our right, probably 400, 500 yards. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was these bales, like you just said, and it, actually the, the alfalfa and the weeds actually had grown up a little higher than I thought yeah. in there. Yeah. And then off to our left was, I think, some more wheat ground or something like that. But. Yeah, when we and then there was a stack, a bale yard that we were going to sit on, and by the time we got in there and the sun, I'm like, okay, here we start calling, and you know those coyotes came out of that corn, yeah. and you know the one came really hard. You know he was in the weeds and he got right in on us. You know we underestimated how tall the weeds were going to be because we hadn't been there, <laughs> been there before. Didn't get a great shot of him. He runs off, then the other coyotes start by, and I think, and then the one jumps up on what the one of the bales out yeah, there to come yeah, on the yard. I think I got pictures of a pair on, on the bell out there looking at us. Yeah. At that point, those coyotes could see the truck, you know, yeah. cause it was like directly in a line, you know, trucks like 300 yards behind us, yeah. you know, we get a, you know, two, 300 yard shot at one of those coyotes. Don't get it killed. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're thinking, we're thinking, damn, man, we just messed up like first so, stand of the morning, yeah. man, we messed up like four or five coyotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still, still, uh, just kind of set the tone. We, I mean, we never sung. We didn't stop seeing dogs all day after that, though. It was just about every second, third stand, it seemed like pretty easy. Yeah, you know, from there we went, I think we made a dry stand, then um, maybe made two dry stands in a row, I think. Um, we shot that one coyote. The first coyote of the morning was driving into that one stand, yeah. and that coyote yeah. kind of ran out there, and you jumped out and shot it um, off the side there. And then we, we made that stand, and, you know, we've, I don't know, our fifth stand mid-morning, and we got to watch that triple come from they were down in a slough yeah. you know so when i'm when i'm setting up making these stands i like to tell people and i've talked to you about this as well you know like what am i looking for you know what makes this a good stand versus a bad stand you know i like to draw a line out there roughly 800 yards right and do yeah. a radius like how much cover and how much just thickness and vegetation and everything can i throw within that 800 yard radius 
the yeah. more the better, right? And sometimes there's not a lot, but there may be something very specific, like a tree row, or this case, it was a slough, right? There was like a yeah. uh, the 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 rancher had told us that there was this slough down there that hold held a lot of pheasants and things like that. So yeah, we were actually watching the pheasants just walking around down there when yeah. the dogs started coming. And it was and it was fairly wide open, right? Like so, you're as you're walking into these stands, you're like, okay how much farther I, I got to get down off this hill, right? We can't sit way up on the top because the it, it had just enough slope that the coyotes would have been able to get in below us. And then they'd skyline us sitting up there. Yeah. So we had to walk down off the hill, but really like we're always balancing, right? Like how far do we walk in versus how far do we, you know, to want to stay yeah. back? Do we, the farther you walk in, in that wide open country, you risk bumping coyotes, right? Them seeing us walk in and pull them off, they run. You know, that happens quite often, you know, so you're always balancing that. But we found us a little spot and it wasn't ideal, right? I mean, we we're like sitting in like foot tall grass. <laughs> yeah, maybe like one yucca between the I think there's four of us. I think the ranch hand went with us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so we're sitting there and pretty much wide open. Like you're like you're, you're looking around thinking there's no possible way that the coyotes are not going to see us. Right. And, and in my mind, when that happens, I'm like, OK, I got to get the call out away from us. Right. I mean. The only chance yeah. we have is to get the call out away from us. And coyotes, as you've seen, they, they kind of have a tunnel vision, right? When, they, when they're when they especially running to the call, yeah. they're looking maybe 20 yards each side of the call, but they're not usually looking hard left or hard right. They're focused on the sound. They're coming. So I elected to take and walk that call clear off to our left. That was a long way. It's probably 90 yards or so on that particular yeah. stand. And boom, you know, big open stand. I knew that that brush bed and stuff was down there like 800 yards. So I'm cranking the lucky duck wide open. Um, and it wasn't just a minute or so in. And no. I don't know, you know, we're, we're all connected into radios. That's something I do a lot. It's something when I'm working with clients and guys too that, you know, haven't been around coyoting a whole lot just because I can communicate with you guys and kind of say, hey, hold off, be patient, you know, or whatever it may be. And I think you came across the radio. I think you spotted them first. You know, yeah, they were clear down like 800 the, yards out there. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I think I seen one or two first, and then the third come over the hill behind them, and then like a straight line, just all in line and under the fence. We got, I mean, we got a pretty good show on the way in until they got into range. <clears throat> you know, and it's perfect because I had the call 90 yards basically upwind of us. So knowing that if they come straight to the call, we'll have like a hundred yard shot. But if they do any sort of circling downwind, they would have been right out in front of you right out in front of all of us, you know, at some point, but no, they don't even, they don't even try that. They all come right to the call. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, at that point, you know, you're like, when they get to about 200 yards and they're still all like, just, just getting it, man, just just running. You're you're starting to think, Oh crap. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh How are we going to get these suckers to stop? Because this is not going to be good here in about three seconds. Yeah. And and I think I, I usually I'll just kill the call at that point and then start barking or something like that, trying to get him to look at us and, and stop. And that's sure enough what happened. The yeah. lead coyote checked up. I think it was Titan, I think, knocked that first one down. Yeah. I think he got that one. He's doing the spins, and we all switched to the second one. And, yeah, the second the, yeah. the second one, he come. He didn't even know where to run. You know, we're all shooting no. suppressed. You know, he, he this coyote, he comes running almost right at you, yeah. streaking broadside right in front of us about 100 yards. We finally get yeah. him rolled up. Him. <laughs> and then the third one's running dead away from us <laughs> the third one you know he kind of knew he was the back one of the three anyway and he was running way out there and we started yeah. unloading on him and you know hail mary shot of the of the weekend yeah. probably <laughs> yeah it was like three three hit 400 yards before he died yeah yeah that was uh, it was so, it was fun though that was pre- at that point i was thinking to myself 
All right. All right. Yeah, this I was thinking to myself, okay, this is this is good. When you can watch coyotes come from that far, you know that they probably haven't been pressured a whole lot. You know, these are yeah. coyotes that haven't been hunted. Um, it's it's gonna be fun. Yeah, they didn't they didn't look around or nothing, they ran the whole way. So it's that's exciting. That's that's what gets you coming back for more. It's like when you go golfing and you got one good shot the whole weekend. Yeah. And you bomb the rest of them. You, know, you get one stand <laughs> like that, you know, where that you can see them running in and it's exciting. It, it would offset a whole bad day if, if that's oh, yeah. the case. But but that definitely wasn't the case that day. <laughs> you know, but from that point on, we we bounced around and you know, that particular day we didn't hunt a big, big chunk of ground. I think my plan that day was, hey, you know, they have a bunch of these little small acreages of fields and pasture country. And we were just going to maneuver that, work around. And and from that point on, the rest of the day, it was pretty steady. I mean, like yep. every other stand, yep. I mean, we were calling in coyotes. Um, I remember the outfitter texting me, kind of, you know, asking me how the day was going. And I remember it was about, I don't know, what was it, 3 o'clock or so. And we had nine coyotes at that point, yeah. you know, and we've been yeah. pretty good. We'd killed a, I think we'd killed a double. Um, we'd killed a handful of singles, you know, yeah, to get to nine. Yeah. You know, well, when we got to nine, right, that was, we were, we hadn't killed that second triple just yet. Yeah. And that uh, Titan knocked down. You, yeah. Yeah. That one, that one was for as far like dad moment. That was, that was pretty high on, <laughs> pretty high on my uh, list. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Oh man. Yeah. So, so that stand, you know, now it's, it's no kidding. It's like, we're in short sleeves, t-shirts. I mean, it's winds blowing, you know, a little bit, it's 70 some degrees out. Um, and, and any time that you've hunted with me or anybody knows me, I talk about 10 coyotes a day, right? Like we yeah, call that the 1%. 1%. That's like, yeah. that's like always my goal. Like if we get in the right coyote country, if we shoot well today, like yeah. 10 coyotes, that's like the Boone and Crockett of coyote hunting kind of a deal, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you're sitting at nine and we're like, it's like three o'clock and I'm like, in that yeah, time of year, was, it's light till six something or later. Yeah. Right. And you're like, Oh man, we got yeah, this. We're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember we, we got into a pocket of, of real choppy sand hills and we had to make a run. So a lot of times what I'll do, you know, that, that particular set of country only had really one good access point and it was from the West and I, we had a west wind right so we could have jumped right in and then obviously if you're starting to make stands then as you're making stands the wind's kind of blowing out into where you're hoping to you know the coyotes are going to come from which kind of your ass backwards yeah. right from the get-go so we drove remember we drove all the way it was like two mile a two mile piece of pasture or more and we drove we just kind of got on the on the trail road and just drove right through the middle of it and kind of yeah. got clear down to that far east side. And then I said, okay, now we can make a series of stands, kind of boom, 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 working our way back back, yeah. back to the west. And the wind is lined up perfect for us. And, and you know, everything will work out. And sure enough, we we get back into that one little set of choppy sand hills. And I remember you were kind of off to the left, kind of on the downwind Down, yeah. side, kind of overlooking that little valley. And we were kind of looking back to the right, which was upwind. Up There was a more choppiness. And I remember hitting that call. And these two co the first two coyotes couldn't have been laid up 200 yards yeah, they were on us yeah <laughs> from where we were because i had barely taken my eyes off the remote after hitting play and i looked up and the first guy was standing there at like 150 yards out in front of the call he had already kind of pegged us so titan he was kind of the same way you know he's just kind of twiddling this you know and he's yeah, like looking at me like where 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 you know yeah yeah <laughs> he swings over and i said and at the same time i caught the second coyote kind of circling to the right a little bit and 
I said, just a minute. I was going to try to get the call playing because I knew there was two and they weren't real spooked. Right. So yeah. I thought if I can muffle the the sound of that first shot with by voluming up the call real quick, he had a good chance. Sure enough, man. Boom. He dumps that dumps that first, first coyote straight down. I look over and that second coyote's just kind of bouncing. Like he has no clue. And I'm like, Oh, perfect. Oh yeah. <laughs> you said, got him. Take your time. You know, he swings over on it. It stops at like a hundred, 125 yards. Boom. He Ooh. dumps it with the second shot. Yeah. I remember About you kind of were over there like, what? The? You know, this is like within like 30 seconds <laughs> yeah, of hitting fast. play. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, all right, here we go. And I, I remember switching to some, some pup distress or something like that. And it wasn't just a couple minutes more in this third coyote. He was probably back in there four, five, six hundred yards deeper. Yeah. Come barreling over this hill on a dead run. And, you know, it was one of those like, oh crap, how are we going to get this coyote to stop? And he actually circled downwind of that second coyote, just not very far, 10 yards. Yeah. And he checked up, boom, third shot of the of the yeah. stand. Yeah. Titan smoked yeah. him. Yeah. You know, and I remember that was under three minutes. On yeah, that stand. I, we had that triple. Titan had him a solo triple, man. Triple, yeah. I don't know how many people have killed a solo triple, let alone a sixteen-year-old you know, <laughs> kid. You know, but it was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> I I always get a kick out of you know taking kids because like I'm like that whole day I'm like, you know, that was our twelfth coyotes of the day. We ended up killing a double on the very last stand of the day, so we killed fourteen coyotes that day. Yeah. And I just was looking at Titan like, man, I don't know, like, if you understand, like, <laughs> we killed 14 coyotes today. Like, this yeah. is pretty yeah. wild. Like, this does yeah. not happen ever. Yeah. Some people <laughs> don't do that in a year. In no, no. Yeah. So, you know, and he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it's cool. You know, I shot, I shot, <laughs> I don't know. He shot a bunch of them that day. I don't yeah, know. I think I, he got eight or something. Yeah. He yeah, got a bunch. yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, that was, that was pretty crazy. So, you know, we start the trip off with 14 coyotes. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, wow, you know, that's pretty dang good, you know. And we know yeah. that the following two days we have we have some, you know, more places, new places to go. We're not going to have to go back and hunt the same stuff. So day two, you know, we go, we jump back in the truck with the ranch hand. He takes down to a spot. We Did we past, kill one that very first stand? Yeah, it was just past where we killed the double, kind of down yep. towards that old yep, house. Because we yeah. heard him howling there right at yeah. dark, right? After we yep. had killed this double and we had heard some more coyotes just a little bit deeper yep. in there, but obviously it was, it was dark. So we were like, yeah, we're done. But I thought to myself, okay, there's more coyotes in here. Let's come back. So yeah, realistically, we were only like, we were less than a mile, Down maybe not road, even that yeah. far. Yeah. From where we killed the double to end the day, we started the, the first stand of the morning, just up the, up the road a little yeah. bit, yep. um, kill one there. And then I'd been saving us a little spot, right? I, this, or was that the third day that we killed? No, the that was the second. That was the second, the second day. day, right? Yeah. So yep. the the house we were staying at, we had heard coyotes just ripping it up all oh. night long right behind the like house. Almost, yeah, like almost keep you up. Yeah, like loud. Like there loud. was a bunch. And they in the in the rancher had said, yeah, there's a bunch in there. There was some standing corn. There was some other stuff. So I'm like, yeah. okay, how? And it was kind of a weird setup, right? Like there was, yeah. it was pretty wide Pat open. Like, yeah. There's nowhere to hide a vehicle. <laughs> So, so after we killed that first coyote, the ranch was with us, and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you guys for one more stand, then I got to go work. And, um, but I, I told him, hey, I got an idea. How about you drop us off right here from the road? I said, let's do kind of like what we call drop stands, right? There's nowhere to hide a vehicle instead of us driving half mile up to the, the house. So he dropped us off on the road, and we Went just walked house. down in there like, what, 300 yards or so? Yeah. And, you know, now we're Went down the in the line. middle of this pasture the center of this pasture yeah. and i'm like oh this is gonna be good yeah the, 
right facing the, the corn that where the, we figured the dogs were and there's a prairie dog town and that, i mean everything is just looking really good and that one you know i think once again you spotted those first you know those coyotes came single file out of that cor- corn like what 1200 yeah. yards yeah i had my binoculars up watching one that i'd seen right as you hit the call and he was kind of prairie dogging and then i just watched and it was like they were appearing they just come out of the corn and it was like two three four five and i was like on the radio jeff there's five dogs dude <laughs> and then all of a sudden i was like jeff, jeff. there's seven dogs yeah. jeff there's eight freaking coyotes <laughs> over there dude and we had to, you had to kind of play at the call a little bit to get them come but then they they started coming single file about 150 200 yards between each other i mean you couldn't have even ask for it it worked better. yeah just it was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, and I had assumed, you know, when you that time of year, you know, you assume that that's like a big family group, right? It's still some, maybe a mom and, and just a big group of pup coyotes that haven't really scattered out yet. And that's kind of what I was assuming that was. And, you know, when it's nice like that, 1,200, that's a long ways for a coyote to, yeah. to travel, right? So I remember playing, I think it was some Lucky Pecker. I think I even tried some TNT Cottontail, and there just was not any interest. And yeah. then it, it took some pup distress is what it finally took. You know, and I don't know if a schoolyard brawl or one of those, but that first coyote, you know, a lot of times in that situation, as you've seen with a group of coyotes, you can just get one, one, get yeah. one to break. Then the others kind of think, oh, okay, I guess must I be cool. Let's yeah. go, you know. Yeah, so check it out. Yeah. And then, like you said, the lead one, he was running and, and there was kind of a bottom, right? Where there was like, there was yeah. grass. So we, we lost visual of them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. The grass was deep and it kind of just out of our line of sight too. Yep. Yep. And, but we knew, we, you know, we had, we had saw three of them break. The other ones still just sat out there and didn't do yeah. anything, you know, which yeah. is always, that's one of those things I always talk about when I, when I hunt with Rick Paulette a lot, we talk about like that, like, like why those three coyotes, right? Like, yeah. why not all eight? Cause sometimes yeah. that does happen. You know, why were those three, were those just the most aggressive coyotes? Were those the dumbest coyotes? I don't know. you right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you yeah. wonder, you wonder. Yeah, because... I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. You, you couldn't, uh... It's a wild guess because it didn't make any sense. Because if I remember right, the first coyote we killed, he he come in, he popped up out there at 150 yards, and and you tanked him right yeah. when he checked up because we knew the other two were spaced out right behind him. So I remember talking to you on the radio saying, "Hey, first shot we get at this one, let's kill him quick." Yeah. And then the other one's still out there at three four hundred yards, and we'll just let him keep coming, and then we'll. Yeah. Well, then I think when you shot the lead coyote, I switched to a different pup distress. The second coyote came on a dead sprint even yeah. harder, and we could not yeah. get that coyote to stop. Yeah, he, he crossed the fence for me, so I couldn't. I, I lost my shot at him. He ran right at the fence line to you guys. Yeah, Titan and I were there, and he and he was the call is only like 40 yards out in front of us, and I could not get this coyote to stop. And Titan was kind of having a hard time swinging because the coyote was almost running from our right to left at towards the call. And so anyway, I start shooting at this coyote as he's running Mach 6 past the call, and he's actually goes past us and, <laughs> and is headed up the fence line back to the road where we dropped us off. Mm. I finally roll him like 200, 150, 200 yards up the fence line, closer yeah. to where the, the road was. Yeah, after, six or seven know, shots six in. Six or yeah. seven freaking shots <laughs> took me to kill him. Well, luckily suppressed, and there was enough wind. That third coyote popped up while I'm shooting at this one. It wasn't right after I got done rolling that one up. That third coyote popped up out there at 150 yards again. And and, got him knocked down. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. I remember that one coyote was a bigger one. One of them was a pretty good-sized coyote. 
they, they weren't, you know, it was almost like they weren't the pup coyotes of the group. They were the older adult coyotes. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe that's just what it was, that they were just the more aggressive ones. And the pup yeah. distress triggered something in them that, that you know, the younger coyotes didn't want yeah. any part of. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. It was it was kind of fascinating to just kind of watch your reaction because, we, I mean, we played with them for two or three minutes before they broke free. So you got to watch, you know, through all your series of calls. And, you know, a couple of them have even gone to, like, play fighting and they're rolling around like, like you know, not even paying attention and oh, some yeah. of them were like had attention you know they knew something was going on and it just it was crazy to watch that many dogs in one place with the series i mean it's not something you get to do a whole lot it's the only time i've ever seen it so yeah yeah it was it always, when i see something like that it always makes me wonder like i always visualize that like in my mind like that's on stands right we were lucky enough that we could see those coyotes out there right yeah but what if we couldn't have seen those coyotes right what if they were just 1200 yards just over this little rise or somewhere right you know it just makes me wonder like how many i don't think you call in every coyote right that you ever that's yeah, on a no stand way. i think there's very specific coyotes that come running into the call um you know it it, it really emphasizes the fact of switching up sounds you know i've talked a lot mm -hmm. about that on podcasts and things like that with sound categories and and jump from sound to sound like if if that sound doesn't trigger them you're just wasting yeah. time, right? It's time to yeah, roll into yeah. something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, kind of a deal. So I always, that's always part of my strategy when it's just from the numerous times I've seen something like that happen. Like yeah. what if we weren't able to see that? Um, you know, I still like let that scenario unfold in my head to where I'm still calling, anticipating that there is that out there. We just can't see it happening. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> yeah. It, it makes your mind go crazy. You could probably drive yourself to drinking, you know, thinking about all this scenario. You know, I mean, how many dogs did we mess up that we didn't see, but yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and at that point then, you know, for the rest of the day, we headed over to a bigger chunk, chunk of ranch country and kind of worked our way through and just kind of nailed. If I remember right, you know, I don't remember if we killed, that was our third triple of the trip, you know, yeah. and like freaking mm -hmm. a day in the morning, which is pretty yeah. crazy. crazy. Um, you know, I can't remember if we killed, killed some more doubles. I can't remember if we yeah. killed another double that day can't remember i think we, I mean, we killed a lot of singles that day but i think we might have got like one one or two more doubles but not it was definitely not the theme yeah yeah we just kind of got going and just were consistently killing coyotes the whole next day you killed that three-legged coyote yeah you yeah, know right which, is, past year. Yeah. which is always cool um you know that rancher told us the the, the winter before they had a trapper in there you know for yeah. most of the winter and i'm just guessing that was maybe one of the coyotes that got you know Definitely. got out of the trap or something maybe <laughs> yeah. you know and he was missing missing his leg but but you know we ended the day with 13 coyotes on day yeah. two you know yeah. so now we're now we're sitting with 27 coyotes <laughs> in two days you know back to back 10 plus coyote days you yeah. know we're like oh man you know so now now we have goals right now we're like yeah i've never i've never killed 10 coyotes in a day three mm. days in a row yeah and i'm thinking we're gonna do it we're gonna do yeah it was looking good but <laughs> well, i think in the first day you know if we would have shot a little better and played our cards better we would i mean we could have been pushing 18 to 20 you know um pretty close so it, it had been just like you know the the golden goose of kyle on the you know those last couple of days so we're yeah, on yeah. cloud nine and everything was good and the food was good we i mean we was having a jolly time for sure oh, so then we so the last day i remember you know we killed that double on the very first stand and I'm like, all right, great start. We made a run up through there and we boom, we killed singles. Um, I think what we got to eight before we left that place, I believe. Yeah. So I yep. think we were we too just... we were too short, right? Yeah. So 
so now I'm now I'm scrambling, right? Like I'm in game plan mode. Like, okay, we just need two coyotes. The best sands you can find. And where, we where's were, our best? We were pretty much out. We had pretty much covered all the ground that we had access to to a certain extent, right? And we had a few hours left, so I thought, you know, the place where we spent day two, we had seen some coyotes that didn't care, right? We like for some reason, yeah. you know, a lot of the coyotes we called in came bombing in. Some slow, some didn't care at all. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what, guys, let's go back and make that run on that meadow and that creek bottom and things where we saw a handful of coyotes that just didn't want to respond. Maybe today something's a little bit different. Maybe yeah. we know there's coyotes in there, right? Yeah. That we yeah. didn't kill the day before. Now we didn't really educate. We never got shots at them kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So I remember we get in there and we, we, <laughs> we get on that lat. We make a couple, three stands. We don't, I don't think Dry. we see a coyote. Nothing. We get into that no. very last stand of the day. And, you know, beautiful stand. The grass was in the pasture meadow was a little tall, but it had bales scattered so, out there looking yeah, down over this huge valley. Sitting up against round bales. It was it was just pretty. Yeah, yeah. Sunset. But yeah. I I totally underestimated how well those coyotes blended in. At, you know, the sun had just sat. Yeah. And I, yeah, so we're, I remember calling and I remember you just all of a sudden shooting a shot. And I, <laughs> yeah. I'm like looking around. And I'm like, I don't even know where you're shooting. Yeah, but this coyote out of nowhere pops up down there, like 180 yards or so, just through this little grass pocket, you know, and yeah. and you get a you get a crack at him, miss it, it runs. I don't, I can't even see the I damn thing. I never, I never even seen it again after I shot it. I can't. <laughs> <No. laughs> it was getting dark. It was rough. Yeah. And then, so we call some more, and I and like I can't hardly see. I'm scanning with monoculars, and then I just see this coyote just standing out there off to a right. Yeah, 230 yards. Yeah. I don't know. He was down there a ways, but just standing there, broadside, looking around. And I'm like, you and I are trying to communicate, trying, and then yeah. finally you see him because it's hard yeah. to see. Yeah, hard. Yeah. And and you get on him, boom, miss. And you know, kind <laughs> of tightens. Hybrid. I remember tightens yeah. busting your balls, yeah, messed yeah. up her 10 coyote day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Heartbreaker that one for sure. That one that's one of the ones you dream about when you when you're alone and you kind of like remember that day that i screwed that up yeah 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 you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. but but it, so you know so we finished the day with eight 35 coyotes in three coyotes, days yeah. yeah pretty wild but i gotta we gotta talk about the extension of this story right yeah so yeah. you guys came back in february for a, kind of a last hoorah for the season you know and we went back up into some of that same country for for the last day of our hunt I thought, you know what? We're going to go make that stand again. It was on my radar. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. We need redemption on that yeah. stand right there, right? Yeah. yeah. And mid, it was mid-morning, right? I, I, yeah. It wasn't even first stand or last yeah. stand of the day. Mid-morning, we go rolling. Oh, in. Think- now, this is after our winter, which was which was a crazy winter. We had massive amounts of snow all winter. Couldn't hardly get around. So the difference in what that stand looked like in the end of October to what it looked like the end of February was like night and day. Right. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like the same place really. No, no. Yeah. There was a few of the bales were still out there, but they'd moved some of the bales. All the grass was totally knocked down because of the snow. Sand Um, was frozen. I remember the sand giving my, my, my swagger sticks troubles because it was so hard and frozen that I couldn't get them to to bite anything. Yeah. Yeah. Way different. But I remember putting you over on the side. We were hoping the coyotes were because off to our left was kind of some sandhill country and kind of a, a marsh bottom and stuff. And sure enough, start the call, and all of a sudden we hear Kyle start shooting <laughs> over to the right. Not yeah, I can't see anything. 
it, it is quick too. They, they, and they come running in. I'm looking around. You got, and I figured out you guys couldn't see nothing. And I, I got the one, I got the one killed pretty easy. Well, I, I clicked my gun once. And so, so then I don't know about you, but like every time that my gun misfires or you jam, then my heart automatically goes through the roof and it, it turns into, <laughs> you know, like, you know, borderline shit show. Yeah, I got, yeah. You know, I got it cleared up and got another round and I killed the first dog and the second dog just took off running and it was out there. I think we measured it, but it was up 300 yards. It was running on the, the creek bottom, but it was all ice. Yeah. So I'm shooting at it running and it's slapping the ice and it sounds like I'm killing dogs. Oh, yeah. You, 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 yeah, you it sounds like, yeah, I'm, where we were, it sounded like bullet hitting a coyote every meat report yeah, every time. And I finally, I got it, you know, kind of tuned in. I could see it on the ice hitting and I, I shot it and it just tumbled. And I've, ne- I've never killed a dog at 300 yards run. I can't kill one at a hundred yards run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you know, luckily I, I won one, put it in the right spot. And I looked down and my, my clips and I shot up my last bullet, you know, and, and <laughs> ro- rolled up a double on that same stand that, that I'd missed the two on. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was pretty awesome, man. When you. Re- totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a moped, but it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. That country. You've been out here early and late. You know, yeah. that country just changes so much. Yeah. Um, you know, you get snow in that country and it looks completely different. It changes it, you yeah. know. It's just uh it always amazes me how different that stuff looks. Yeah, you know, when you get back yeah. in there. Yeah, the, we we was talking about kind of what I'd learned, you know being an average guy and then coming, you know, with a professional and, and doing that. And the one thing that I was, I wanted to make sure I mentioned was, you know, we'd always go catch a late breakfast, 10 o'clock and then maybe go out about dusk, you know, but honestly, there's been mornings where we never killed dogs until, you know, we kind of got that joke. You know, we can't eat lunch until we kill a dog. And yeah, yeah. You know, there ain't, I don't think we've ever had to skip lunch because we usually kill a dog about 10, 11, noon, noon o'clock when most everybody else goes, goes back in. You just got to change your tactic a little bit, you know, just play the dog so that, that's one thing that I, I really picked up that i think a lot of people probably probably overlook is you know the day hunting yeah you know it's coyotes are opportunistic right i mean mm-hmm. they're there i mean it's not like there's some mythical creature that disappears <laughs> when the sun comes up right they're still out yeah. there somewhere it's just yeah. a matter of understanding you know if i'm a coyote where am i going to be what am i going to be doing you know they're yeah. probably laid up in most cases you know if it's pretty reasonable weather um, but they're not going to pass up a chance to, you know, to come to eat. the call, you know, mm-hmm. if that coyote's callable. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's just a matter of, a, you know, I talk about a run and gun approach throughout that middle part of the day. A lot of the coyotes, are they coming bombing in from, you know, three quarters of a mile away? Probably not. You know, yeah. most of them are coming from that, you know, five, 600 yard range. So yeah. if you know, they're only coming from five or 600 yards, it shouldn't take them very long. So you can yeah. make shorter stands, yeah. um, you know, in, in time wise. Right. You know, six, eight minute stands, throw a series of two or three different sounds out a couple minutes of pop. And yeah. then you can cover ground because it's just yeah. a numbers game at that point. OK, there's yeah. a coyote out here somewhere. I just have to yeah. blanket the area with enough stands to where I get within, you know, an earshot of where that coyote's at. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of, you know, realizing they're in their bedding areas, not out in their hunting grounds and, and stuff like that. too. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that, too. You know, we bump them, you know, that middle part of the day. You know, how many times have we been? off-roading it right and you just come up over this little rise and this coyote just jumps up right in front of us yeah, and you're like looking yeah. at it like what that, why was the coyote yeah. even laid up right there it doesn't even make sense right like there's so many other no great sense. spots that this coyote could have yeah. been laid up within 400 yards and he's laid right in this little pocket yeah. of grass yeah you know Weird spot yeah i mean so it just makes me wonder like yeah don't overthink it all back to your thing yeah. you know yeah. sometimes it's not a matter of you know there are some stands trust me that you're like oh yeah, yeah. this looks yeah, good this- but as you've been with me, I've been probably said it many times. Like, dude, this stand looks like shit. 
let's yeah. go make it. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here comes a coyote, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's been a bunch of those Rob, where you're gonna sit down, you don't even pay attention because you're like, hey, Yeah, honestly, how many times have we sat down and you're looking at me like this dude is nuts? What is he thinking? Yeah, yeah, I'm just you know, and then and then the, those are the ones where you're like, Oh, you you're a mumbled mess because you wasn't ready and you wasn't yeah, yeah. done. And yeah, yeah. Hard I bet you, I would love to keep track because there's those type of stands where you sit down and you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, what's this yeah. guy doing? This is retarded. Yeah. And then there's the ones where you're like, Oh man, this looks so good. Right. And, you're, and then like, if you took of those type of stands that look so awesome and nothing shows up. Yeah. Are there more of those than the, than the crappy shitty looking stands that you make when a coyote does show up? You know, I, I wonder, I, I, I'd like to see I, the ratio of what that I, is. Yeah. I bet it's, I bet it's, you know, if it's not 50, 50, it's probably heavy on the crappy looking stands. Yeah, know? it probably is. Yeah. 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 They, they, they have a tendency to work out. <laughs> anything else, anything else that, you know, from, from the time, you know, we made, we've made a lot of stands together at this point now. Uh, you know, we've seen not just on that 35, yeah. you know, coyote hunt, but a lot of other great hunts that we've had. Anything, anything else that stands out that the listener could be like, you know, could learn from some stuff that you've kind of picked up on. Yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, you always worry about the details and stuff, but a lot of it was like, whatever you're going to shoot, shoot it and get the good equipment, you know, get your your, your swagger sticks and get good optics and, and get a, a gun that you're comfortable with, get your trigger and your, your, if you're shooting an AR, get a trigger in it, you know, just the little things like that, that made the world a difference. And then you get confidence in your gun and your ability and, you know, how to swing when, and how to set up. So you're swinging the right way and if you're left-handed or right-handed and, you know, just the little tiny details, you know, the, the chairs help a ton and, and then being patient, you know, everybody, you know, I still rush it. I, at first it takes me about two or three stands every time we go out hunting to get my dang nerves <laughs> under control before, you know, I feel like a, you know, a brand new hunter again, but yeah, yeah. You, know, you get the shakes and stuff and the, the dogs almost always stop. You, you, you get to where you can tell, you know, the ones, like you said, we're running that, you know, shoot, they ain't going to stop, but they always give you a shot, even if you kind of bump them, if they're doing their little hippity hop, little bouncy, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. They, you know, just calm down and let them stop again and, and just, you know, be a little more patient than you know, I, I thought you'd have to be. So. Yeah. Patience is huge. And that's where like yourself guys, that the more and more they hunt with me, that's what the, uh, that's what happens, right? You just yeah. get a little more, instead of shooting the coyote when he stops at 200 yards, yeah. which is like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm going to make that a lot of times, but I'm also going to miss 200 yard shot on a coyote, yeah. right? Yeah. Instead of just like saying, okay, dipshit, just breathe one more, let him come. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden that coyote comes another 70 yards. And now he yeah. stops at 130. Now that's yeah. like way higher yeah. shooting yeah. percentage, right? Yeah, and you get it, a chance it, to calm down a little bit down and fun you get to watch them be coyotes for a minute and it's just it enhances the experience and it just all all around is better to just to be patient for sure so yeah patience is is by huge and that's something you know i don't know i mean i can you can listen to this podcast and we can talk about patience yeah. but that's a, it's an experience thing right yeah. like you have yeah. to be able to see coyotes i do tell people this if you're a lot of a lot of us watch YouTube coyote videos and stuff like that, which who knows you may pick up a few tips in this and that. But the cool, in my opinion, at least the coolest thing that you can pick up from watching coyote videos is you're getting to watch coyote behavior, right? Coyotes come yeah, to the call, yeah. and you can say, yeah. "Oh, look, yep, right there, that coyote, boom, look, he just he pegged him right there. Yeah. It's time to shoot." Yeah. Or did the coyote just stop? Right, coyotes yeah. like people don't understand. Like coyotes will just stop and look around. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. don't like freak out. Like oh shit. He stopped. Yeah. He's looking at us. We got to shoot him right now. That happens a lot. Yeah. Like, to be like, yeah, oh no, sure. don't move. Just freeze. Yeah. He's just, he's just looking. 
He's just yeah, looking. He's, yeah, he, he ain't ready to run yet. No, but, and then and then, and then pretty he soon can... he's like, okay, and then here he comes. Do, 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 and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or they sit down and just chill. Or uh, my least favorite thing is when they lay down. You know, they ain't coming down. <laughs> they ain't coming in when they lay down. <laughs> yeah, when they lay down. Yeah. That last hunt, yeah. you drilled that one out there. Yeah, that yeah. was we we had. Well, actually, you your buddy missed it, so we had a coyote. Yeah. And I think what happened is that coyote was probably laid there the whole time. Yeah, we just. And he saw us walk in. Sometimes when they're out there at that 250, 350 yard mark, some of the coyotes are just not scared. Some of them, once you hit the call, they'll turn around and run off. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, that's when they think, oh, shit, I played the call too loud, and I spooked yeah. them up. Nah, I think the coyote was laid there watching you walk in. It's just finally when they, when you yeah. made this massive he, amount of noise, then there they yeah. took off. But, you know, I remember, yeah, sitting there, and this coyote was laid there kind of beside this yucca, and I remember I threw the book at it trying it. And yeah, after about everything. two minutes, I'm like, yeah, this thing saw us walk in. Yeah, so yeah. we let we let your buddy take the shot at him, chest on, <laughs> laying down with a little Misses. bit of a wind at like, I don't know, high 200s. Yeah, it was like a 270 poke. or something. Yeah, yeah, for a little target like that. <laughs> yeah, and he missed it. And Whiff. instantly the coyote jumps up and spins to ru- and runs. And you Texas hard shot that sucker, <laughs> yeah. and he was, was like, because we had, he was right yeah. at the top of that little knoll. Yeah. We had never yeah. we had never seen yeah. him again. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. There. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> then we had to sprint over because I like, didn't really know what happened. He went over because it rolled hill. him right over the hill, so he didn't yeah, know. Did you just did. get him in the hind leg? Did you? Yeah, I didn't know, you know? if I if I gut shot him. What was going on? So he <laughs> ran over there, and he was just right in one, little, <laughs> one little hole that was already there, <laughs> right in the ten ring. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun trip. I think I think we, we killed 50, 49 dogs this this winter. Something yeah. Like that. that that's right. Yeah, you came out uh in three different trips kind of an early season, a midwinter one and a late late season one. You know, where we hunt seven, I think seven total days. Yeah. I think we hunted. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, 40 49 coyotes. 49. That's a pretty dang yeah. good good average, yeah. man. But it's just a lot to finally like to the process of going through and seeing how many dogs and it's just it's just fun like how they're all they all basically act the same. You get the ones that just didn't do what they're supposed to ever, you know, always, you know, and come in from behind us or don't even care about the wind or whatever, but oh, yeah. just to spend that much time and see them and get comfortable with your equipment and, and the system and the process or your hunting buddy or whatever it is, you know, I think that's more crucial. Just time out there learning. So you're like the, you're like the pro now you're, you're having fun bringing your buddies <laughs> that don't have a clue now. Yeah. And then you can, I don't even have to do anything. I'm like, oh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle will tell him what to do. Yeah. You know, I just laugh at him when he missed. <laughs> well, well, we got to have that know. or we wouldn't get any running sh- shots in, you know, yeah, yeah. got to have a few misses every now and then misses, to keep me, yeah. you know, keep me excited yeah. and into the game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Them are, them are some of the funnest when they get, get out there and running straight away. Yeah. Uh, shoot. <laughs> Uh, heck no Any, anything else i was trying to think of some other things that we've ran into tactics wise and um because i'm a thing we've seen a lot of you know we've snuck in on coyotes laid up you know and tried to call them yeah. in you know yeah we've had coyotes like you said checked up and just doesn't matter what you do yeah we've handled the multiples I, I think a lot of it is kind of just that same thing about a, you know like when i when i was by myself i always wanted to pitch a perfect stand and then you 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 get the, the old hunters that argue over downwind, crosswind, what, what, how, or into the wind, how are you setting up? And there's not so much that has to be one way, but how you set your call up, depending on which way the wind's blowing or what it looks like in front of you, you know, like there's a way to set up with a crosswind or, or position yourself against the call. Or, you know, like I think we've had a couple where we're almost hunting downwind and you just put the call a certain way because you know the dogs are more than likely 
this way and just get them. Yeah, to, yeah. You know, play with the wind and and the the set scenario. You know, you can hunt one stand on different types of wind days depending on how you set up. So. Yeah, that's huge, you know, and that's that's a huge part of those e-calls nowadays with, yeah. you know, you can take that Lucky Duck Revolt or Super Revolt or whatever it is, man, and I can run that sucker out there 100 yards if I wanted to yeah. to kind of, like you said, manipulate the stand. We have an idea yeah. of where the coyotes are going to come from, or at least where we're hoping they come from, yeah. and, you know, we know exactly which direction the wind's blowing, and we yeah. have an idea, okay, then we know that, we know those two variables. Now, where can I sit, right? I can go sit anywhere yeah. I want. I don't have to sit yeah. right where the sound's coming from, like old school yeah. stuff. I can, I can, yeah. and then like when you're hunting with me, we usually have, you know, you and some couple other guys and we can spread yeah. out a little spread bit out. too, to yeah. cover even more avenues, yeah. you know, to, yeah, to yeah. get these coyotes when they show up. Yeah, for sure. It's like, you're pulling in more than likely they're going to be in front of you because you just drove in from the way you're coming. So you only got 180 degrees to kind of, fight about in your brain you know and yep. then try to come up with a plan so it, if, you, if you just kind of break it down and you know i i just i know for me i, I overthought everything in there i was like no oh, this way and that way and oh, i gotta do this and it's got to be here and you know you, you end up you know almost just getting yourself out of the game before you even really just get this set up and gone and if they're there they're coming if they're not then you're going to the next stand you know yeah. so well even like you've seen we've we've called some coyotes in some pretty unbelievable coyote country right and we yeah, still have yeah. plenty of blank stands right yeah so lots. even even doing things the right way you know exactly yeah. how they should you're still gonna have plenty of blank stands yeah so yeah, yeah you can imagine the normal guy that goes out when maybe you're not in the best coyote country yeah. and you're unsure if you're doing it right you yeah. know and then you have three or four blank stands in a row it could have been you could have been doing yeah. everything right blank afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and it's just yeah. like okay don't get frustrated just always kind of understand what yeah. what you're trying to do and at the end of the yeah. standing be like oh just at least that's yeah. what i always tell myself yeah, for sure <laughs> make yeah. myself feel, one, ah, just one yeah, coyotes here that gave a shit on to the next one <laughs> yeah it wasn't me it was the, the <laughs> yeah, dogs. Yeah, one of me it was the damn coyotes yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing out of the, the coyote class that i mean i'm just with the guys as i was learning around here everybody fights over how long to stay on stand and, and I remember when we did that that class, you, you did, uh, you know, if the dog run 10 miles an hour, a six-minute mile. Yeah. Play th three sounds, six minutes. If he's, within, if he's within a mile, he's coming. If he's not, then, you know, you go through the, the hunger, the, the you know, the, the three Fs, you know, yeah, of why yeah. Kyle would yeah, come yeah. in. And 18 minutes is a pretty good rule of thumb of how long to be on stand, you know. And, and a lot of times we don't stay that long, depending on the scenario or the, the setup, or we've stayed longer. So it's, it's uh, I know there's just a lot of argument in the, Especially the beginner coyote hunters that how long to stay on stand or what sounds to play and you know it's uh that was that was one thing i picked up pretty quick was just it's it's not there's no no hard line in the sand but but you know rules of thumbs and kind of just keep it consistent so yeah we were talking about this on one of the last podcasts about time on stand and it's everybody wants a cookie cutter answer right like they yeah. want they want an exact number yeah. and it's not it's not that simple not, like yeah. your your 12 minute stand could look completely different than my 12 minute stand. Right. Cause it's based yeah. off of how, how much volume am I playing? How early in the stand am I playing volume? Yeah. What sounds am I playing during that 12 minutes? How long am I playing each one of those sounds for? What time you know, of year it is? Yeah. Um, I mean, so there's all these variables. So it's very hard for me to say, yeah, you need to sit on stand for eight minutes or you need to sit on 12, 12 minutes. Yeah. You know, there's some stands we've been on that we have sat longer. Maybe we're seeing coyotes, maybe, you know, it's calm, maybe, you know, some variables yeah. there, but yeah, I mean, most of our stands, we're sitting eight, 10 minutes and, yeah. and that's because of the series of sounds that I'm playing. Yeah. 
at the yeah. volume I'm playing them at. I'm like, I ain't messing around. Let's get some volume out there. Let's let's see if these coyotes are wanting to cooperate. And if not, whew, on to the next okay. one. Yep, yep. No sense of wasting time. So. No, I get bored sitting there for about 15 <laughs> minutes, right? Like my leg starts oh my, twitching leg a little bit. <laughs> Butt goes to sleep. <laughs> it's time to go. I'm like, we got to go, man. There's cookies one thing I've always truck. loved Let's about coyotes. You know, I was going to ask you this earlier. Forgot. Like, as of right now, out of the out of the coyote hunting, have you that you've been part of to this point, the big game stuff you've been part of this point, are you still pretty diehard big game? Or are you finding yourself to the point where some of that big game stuff doesn't quite excite you as much as it used to because of some of the coyote stuff that you've been a part of now that you're like, wow, that was way more exciting. That uh, I'll tell you, I, I'll put this in perspective for you and it'd be a pretty cut, clear answer that year. The, the time we came for the 35 dog trip, um, it was Titan's birthday, so it's October twenty first ish. You know, plus yeah. or minus a couple of days. We we drove. Uh, he played football on Friday night. We drove all night to get there. You know, hunt Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I think. And um, I I had the Colorado governor's mule deer tag in my hand. That's I right. Been, I remember that. I should have been, should have been hunting mule deer. You know, with, the, with probably the most prestigious mule deer tag you can get. And I remember my because my friends are like, "Are you?" you mentally ill is there something wrong with you and i was like you guys don't understand like there ain't, there ain't nothing like watching a dog come running into this you know especially like my favorites when they got their hackles up and they're coming to fight i really oh like yeah head down fight, yeah, right? yeah yeah those big males when they get their haunting you know, and they're pissed off that's that's my favorite and i was like yeah you, I mean, big, big bucks are cool man when you get a dog coming in and running or you know they're kind of fighting each other as they're coming in and man it's there ain't much better in my opinion. So, I mean, I, I, I have a big game cause I have to, cause you can't coyote hunt all year. It's yeah. Yeah. Fun, you know, but, but you know, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fond of the dog hunting for sure. Well, I'm glad I converted you, man. <laughs> oh, me too, dude. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been fun. As I, I don't know, it's four or five years now. Yeah. In and out, so. Well, we'll get some, we'll get some stuff planned up, but anybody wants to follow along on my, I always do. We always usually do some Instagram stories, you know, Yeah. especially yeah. for piling up coyotes. It's way more fun to do Instagram stories when we're <laughs> yeah. shooting the shit out of them during yeah, the day, you for know, sure. yeah. just yeah. kind of like rubbing it in everybody's face that they're it's working amazing. and we're out shooting coyotes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it is fun. That's, that's some of my favorite parts. My buddies all watch along. And they're oh yeah. They're watching me, yeah. like, you son you dirty, of a Yeah. You dirty dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good times for sure well heck yeah man well thanks for coming on taking the time yeah. this afternoon to, to jump on the podcast with me it's been heck fun yeah. reminiscing about yeah for stories sure. from the past it's definitely looking sweet, forward to can't wait for some, october some more badass trips coming up this winter you know yeah yep me too it's a highlight of my winter you know there's 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 kyle hunt and then maybe christmas second i don't know yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, about, yeah that's yeah. close yeah 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 close yeah <laughs> if any if anybody wanted to track you down on uh social media what you know instagram yeah, that um, yeah i got instagram it's um it's like kai is k-y-s-l-i-e 86 it's, it's my middle name and my first name combined so it looks like kyle's live 86 on instagram it's okay. probably the best yeah. way so yes yeah. well often everybody look you up you'll get to see coyote hunting with me maybe from somebody else's angle right not just my yeah, stories yeah. you know stuff yeah, like that absolutely. for sure for sure uh, so. well buddy it's been fun have a good rest yep. of your have a good rest for of your sure. summer and yep. uh yeah we'll be in we'll touch and get some stuff lined up but before i go i want to thank all you guys for listening and making this the number one predator hunting podcast out there really do appreciate all your reviews i think there's like over four or five hundred five star reviews on spotify now so um, you know, that goes a long way with our sponsorship. 
Um, you know, they don't unfortunately sit here and listen to all these podcasts, you know, so they can look at the reviews real quick and say, wow, you know, uh, our dollar is going to people that, uh, you know, are paying attention to this stuff. So I uh, want to thank you guys for listening. If you need more information about myself, easiest way to, to find that is to go to my website, which is just coyotecraze.com. You can find information about the school that Kyle was talking about that he came out to. Unfortunately, you won't find the information about the guided hunts. That's for like, uh, the you know, what do they call that? Uh, exclusive member access only or something like that. You VIP. Know? <laughs> yeah, VIP, you know. But, uh, you know, get your get yourself out here for a class, and then who knows? That's kind of how Kyle started out. That's usually what I'll, what I'll do, honestly, when I have openings come up for my guided yeah, yeah. stuff. It's usually guys that have come out from my school because I'm like, okay, this guy's yeah. cool. They know Coyotes. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go kill some yeah. coyotes together, you know? So, uh, but yeah, coyotecraze.com. You can find, uh, you know, links to that, links to YouTube videos, Last Stand series, all that kind of stuff. But uh, like I said, couldn't do this without the sponsorship. So need to thank all of them. Silencer Central, Swagger Bipods, Cryptech, Onyx Hunt, Sig Sour Optics, Lucky Duck Predator Calls, Juniper Mountain Coffee, and Hornady. And of course, big thanks goes out to the Eastman crew for putting this all together um, and adding this uh, Predator Pros podcast to their whole family of of podcasts that they now have out. So uh, be sure and, and jump on their website to see, you know, whatever they have going on, which is just Eastman's.com. So until next time, really appreciate you guys listening and we'll catch you right here next time on the Eastman's predator pros podcast. <laughs>